You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all our shows and if you can and please we need all the help we can get on a day like this give us that five star review on apple Podcasts. but if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us here at the lakers fast break Tell a friend about a great NBA podcast. It's right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Well, I'd love to be telling you right now I'm in a fantastic mood. I'd love to tell you right now I'm in a great mood. But like most Lakers fans out there, we're kind of you know licking our wounds, so to speak, because you know what? We took it on the chin, and we took it on the chin hard today. 109-98 loss against the Brooklyn Nets today. Just a very disappointing game overall. The Lakers, 26% shooting from the three-point area. Basically, we got destroyed at the three-point area by 30 points, pretty much, is what we lost it by, right there in a nutshell. And here today to talk about the game and all the disappointing things that came out of it, no AD and no Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder was out due to health and safety protocols, but here today to talk about the game are two great guests indeed. First up, you got to catch him when he makes those great comments. That's now available at Lakerholics.com. It is Lee Rob and Lee Rob. I love it when you come on the air, my friend, but I don't like it when you come on the air during a loss. I always like it when you get that great energy after an awesome Lakers win. Yes, I agree, Gerald. Uh, definitely not the best uh, case scenario, but hey. Got to take the good with the bad. So if you're going to lose to the Nets, better to do it in, what, February as opposed to July or whenever the the finals could possibly be this year. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. But it shows to me that the Lakers need to have all their pieces together. They are not a team that cannot have someone, a major piece like, uh, yes, you saw tonight, two major pieces missing. So without that, it seems to fall apart very quickly. I agree. Yeah, just uh, missing Schroeder and, and of course, AD. Um, it showed Lakers had no offense except for LeBron. Kuz, you know, hit a few shots and hustled. But, yeah, you got uh, Matthews, couldn't give you much. KCP's confidence is, is not where it needs to be. Caruso's a good glue guy, but in a game like this, you need guys who can score. I mean, the Nets are giving up a ton of points, and, I mean, we struggle. THT 
was really out of sync the whole game. He blew coverages. He looked very young today. So yeah, wasn't yep. uh, wasn't uh, too many too many bright spots. And you have him going up against Irving and Harden, and they're just feasting on him left and right. So it was pretty ugly and pretty ugly fast. Do want to thank Elton Barrios that did cheer us up a little bit. The big thumbs up. So we cannot thank you enough for giving us a thumbs up on Facebook, but also here today. And I hope the black hat is not in mourning for the Lakers here today, <laughs> but here today, talk about today's game. He shows up win or lose. So I got to give him credit for that as well. He is the man indeed behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. You know, everybody talked about how bad and statistically really bad, and it is, Brooklyn's defense is normally, today, it looked like just the opposite that was the case. I think it's more a case of the Lakers defense really sucking uh, than the, 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 the Nets defense is not really very good. Um, the Lakers basically, uh, the offense has really degraded itself over the last few games. Our three-point shooting now we're ranking in the low 20s on makes, attempts, and percentage after the hot start. All game long, I kept I was getting so angry at uh, KCP not pulling the trigger when he had an open shot, and even LeBron not pulling the trigger. They're taking there. Nobody has any confidence. You cannot win in this league if you get outscored by 30 points from the three-point differential. No. You can talk all you want about how championship teams are teams that play defense. They're not necessarily teams that shoot and make a lot of threes. But the simple reality is that that's changing, you know. I mean, this this particular season is the highest percentage, the most threes attempted, the most threes made, and the highest percentage of shooting threes in the history of the NBA. The average is 36.9% so far this season. That's, that's a 37% average. It's not 35% like it used to be a few years ago and so forth. And they're taking they're taking more threes. And the Lakers with came into the game averaging 10.9 threes, and they didn't even hit 10 of them this time. Um, you know, it's that's where the game is won and lost right now. And the Lakers rank third in defense they're in the top five in in the fewest number of threes taken the fewest number of threes made and the then the lowest percentage in shooting threes for opponents so their defense on threes is pretty good tonight they ran into a red hot team they've been they've been hitting 27 20 20 threes in some of their other games so they were smoking hot and uh joe harris was just burying them one after another um so part of that is just, in my mind, is you run into teams like that, and that's going to happen. But the other side of the coin is what really bothers me about the Lakers at this point in time, which is you're going to have games where teams are going to shoot 50%, like, like the uh, Nets almost did tonight. But you just cannot go into the game without a game plan to even get a three-point shot. And we don't run any place to get three-point shots it's the defense, the offense has become so stagnant. It's passed the ball into LeBron. They're not, you know, and then hope that you can get somebody open. And, and we basically run the whole clock down and take a bad shot at the end of the clock. 
And we continually do that over and over. We have no fast break. We have no penetration. We definitely missed Schroeder a lot tonight. We definitely miss AD because he gives us the only inside game that we really have. But the coaches need to do something because the offense is really the problem. It's not the defense necessarily. I thought they they were times when they played pretty good defense. Sometimes, you know, these are pro players and great offense basically will often beat great defense, especially when it's individual offense versus individual defense. And the Lakers didn't play any sort of team defense. Their rotations were very slow. They left wide open three-point shooters. They couldn't stop Kyrie on the outside. So it's just one of those frustrating games. You basically flush it and you move on to the next game. If I took anything out of this game, it's that uh, I really dislike the personalities of the Nets players. I dislike the way that they played the game. I dislike Kyrie Irving. Karma's going to come back and bite them in the rear before this season is over. And I hope it's going to be the Lakers who get a chance to do it to them. I felt that they were disrespectful of LeBron during the game, disrespectful of the Lakers during the game. And for a team that really has done nothing, hasn't proven anything, um, let's see how they do for the rest of the season. Let's see how they do when they get into playoffs. How sometimes well, how are they disrespectful? I know they made fun of uh, LeBron. and I know Kyrie Irving went out of his way. You can see it on ESPN.com. It's actually on their front page on their splash yeah. where he makes – literally they show a side-by-side as LeBron is taking a free throw. Uh, Kyrie Irving is uh, – I th- I don't know what he's saying exactly, but he is making fun of LeBron. He yeah, says, I think he's, he's saying, saying, is that I your best free throw shooter? I didn't hear that. I mean, they, they picked that up when he – I thought that was funny. I mean, I was yeah. saying the same thing. Why is LeBron shooting our technical free throws? Because nobody's going to tell LeBron he can't shoot it. Well, I mean, but you got guys like KCP who needs to get see something go in the basket, yeah. and maybe that he'll feel good about himself. Let the guy, poor guy, shoot the free throw. So, yeah. yeah. Now LeBron's been taking those for the last two or three games. I know. And missing and missing some of them. But at, at any rate, you know, hey, it's just one game. We're four and two now without AD. What I thought was interesting was the uh, – the close-up shot of LeBron and AD on the bench late in the game, talking yeah, to I each like, other. I like that. Uh, I would have loved to have been the fly on the wall to hear like, that mm-hmm. conversation. Like, let's remember this game, guys. Let's yeah, you know this. damn well LeBron is going to be remembering mm-hmm. this game and yeah. remembering the way that the the way that the Knicks acted. Well, they didn't act proper. I guess that's correct. But Tom, if you're so mad at them, I want you to go ahead and go down to the wharf right there in Northern <laughs> California. You should get on a boat and sail on the flat earth and see if you can go ahead and just, you know, instead of trying to fall off. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I make a Kyrie joke there? I'm so sorry. But yeah, yeah. you can go ahead and, and and say all you want. But, the you know, they do get the laugh tonight. Hopefully, like you said, the Lakers will get the last laugh indeed. But, Lee Rob, I wanted to ask you this. I mean, you know, I guess, yeah, like I said, two major cogs were out of the lineup tonight. I mean, Dennis Schroeder was pulled 45 minutes before the game started. Obviously, that threw everything a little bit right. out of whack. But still, guarding the three-point on the on the perimeter has just been something I've been saying all season long that a lot of these NBA teams, it's not just the Lakers, a lot of these teams are just not – the offense now, everybody's focusing on as an offense. Let's go ahead and make sure that we make a priority of – putting everything on the perimeter as far as an offense is concerned. 
the defenses are not adjusting to that similarly. And we're seeing that effect like that today. I mean, getting killed by over th- by 30 points at the three point area is just it, it's just too much of a, a difference to overcome. Yeah, and those were wide open threes. So, I mean, you know, it's, you know, you throw it in a couple times, DeAndre Jordan got it. It's like guys are rotating to Jordan. It's like, why are you rotating to Jordan? Why would you ever rotate, you know, off Joe Harris? It was, I mean, like uh, Coach said when they interviewed him going to the fourth quarter, going to coverages, they just blew some coverages. You know, they left guys wide open. I forget the guy named that came in off the bench to hit the five threes, but. It's like, do you guys have a scouting report on him? I mean, is it is the scouting report just like leave him wide open because nobody was near him? Oh, uh, Lawalu uh, Cabarro. Yeah, Cabarro was just good job, like, Gerald. He <laughs> He's like, he looked good. He looked good out there. But yeah, um, I, I'm going to play that on the. I'm going to have to put that on the, the 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 lineups. Maybe not being used to playing together because they just blew a lot of coverages. So that's the only thing I can think of. I know the game plan had to be much better than that, and they just, you know, didn't execute the game plan. And uh, Brooklyn got hot, and, you know, they made them pay for it. So, Well, that's the thing. You just got to go ahead and make it very difficult for them to shoot the threes. Stop trying yeah. to, you know, just let, allow them to shoot easy threes. And you're saying no. I'm saying yes, and I'm sorry, no, I'm not, what you're, I'm, what I'm – Okay, I'm sorry. Let me make a point here because I'm in the middle of Brady. If Harden wants to drive, let him score. Or, or just, you know, just mid-range shots that are yeah. inside the arc. I mean, this has become an analytics game, Tom. Yep. Yeah. No, but it's, it's also the thing that you have to realize. I, I'm writing an article right now that's about the Lakers need to embrace the math in the three-point differential which is really what happened to us tonight. And they've done, they made changes in the off season when they let, when they let JaVale and Dwight go because they wanted to protect the perimeter. They wanted to defend the perimeter because they realized that the game. But then you bring in Gasol. Let me finish. Let me, let me finish. They wanted to, they wanted to protect the perimeter because they see that the three point shot is now becoming more and more important than protecting the rim. And so they made that adjustment. And surprisingly, last year, they were like fifth, seventh, and eighth in three-point attempts, makes, and percentage. This year, they are third, third, and fifth in three-point attempts. They made, they allow the third least three-point attempts. They allow the third least three-point makes. And they have the fifth best percentage in the league, the fifth lowest percentage against threes in the league. So don't let one single game convince you or your memory of a few open threes that are being made because the Lakers are one of the top three teams in the league in preventing three points from being scored on them. But the problem, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. The problem is that it's not just a one-sided game. Basketball is a two-way game and three-point shooting is a two-way game. And what we haven't done, what we haven't done is surround LeBron James with elite three-point shooters, with prolific three-point shooters who know when and are not afraid to let it fly and can hit a high percentage. We don't have high-volume, high-percentage three-point shooters. And as a result, 
we make 10.9 threes per game, but we give up 11.3. And we don't run plays to get threes. We don't, you know, it's just, it's just so frustrating to watch the offense because the defense basically, other than tonight, they didn't do the job tonight, but teams get hot. They didn't do the job tonight, but generally you can't win this game if you continue to play on the negative side. You have to be able to create threes. If there is anything, every time I look at to make a trade to improve this team, yeah, I'm looking for somebody to help the rim protection, but I'm most mostly looking for somebody who can get more three-point shots. Somebody who is a, you know, like Kyle Lowry, who'll shoot seven times a game for threes. Those are the kind of guys that we don't have. We got guys like Alex Caruso, who is great three-point shooter. He shoots like one and a half threes a game. Well, you're not going to do more. You're not going to keep up with a team that hit 18 threes tonight, and we hit eight. When you got a bunch of guys who just shoot one or two threes a game, that's not going to cut it. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. Well, I'm just going to say this now. I don't disagree with you on the offensive side of the ball, but I disagree with you on the defensive side of the ball. Well, the numbers say you're wrong. Well, I'm sorry. I've had this discussion with you before on on more than one occasion now, and it is something that – Read the article when I write it, Gerald, because the stats are all there. It doesn't matter the stats. I see – I test, my friend. I see the Lakers giving up the wrong amount of three-pointers. You've you've even indicated yourself when you give up a team on more than one occasion, 40 plus percent at the three point area. And it's not just once. It's not just twice. It's several times now this season. Don't tell me that it's 100 percent. on. We have the the fifth lowest three point percentage for opponents in the league. I'm just telling you right now. 25 teams allow a higher percentage than we do. We have 27 teams allow more threes to be made and more threes uh, to be taken than we do. Okay, well, I'm just going to say that, again, I don't want to get you upset. I'm just telling you the stats can lie, and they are lying in this case because we have argued oh, on this. And we I, don't know where the lie is. I don't know where the lie is but they, because 25 oh. teams allow – over 25 teams allow more threes, more makes, and a higher percentage than we do. I can show you at least 10 games where the team is other teams shot 40% sure. from the three. Everybody can show games like that, Gerald. That's the point. But the thing is, you you're this, who you are allowing the three pointers to go to, that you know you instead of like Lee Rob said, right on the money, you know instead of going out and not contesting or making it an easier three point shot for Joe Harris, get him to pass the ball or take a step in from the three pointer where he's not as comfortable. I don't, disagree Rob, with, I don't disagree with that. But when you look yeah. at the whole total of the numbers, it's three point offense that's our problem not three-point defense oh i think it's both i think it's both. i'm not disagreeing with you on the offense i'll never disagree with you on the offense this has been something for two years in the making but lee rob i want you to interject i mean you've been seeing this team just as much as laker tom and i have i'm sure you've got your concerns as well yeah i mean the shooting has been really i mean it's been it's been it's been brutal from three-point line i don't i haven't tracked the trend but 
I'm going to say for pretty much the month of February. I haven't broken it down month by month, but it's been it's been pretty bad. But the last four games, I think three or four um, games. We shot well the last game before this one, but that's been the only game of about the last eight or nine that we – I mean, the last ten games before we hit 40% the other night, the last ten games we were shooting under 30%. Okay. In the last four games, we've given up over 40%. So. Right. That's a that's a that's a pretty bad combination. So, um, but yeah, our offense. Uh, that's not the, our coaching staff strength. Offense. So the offense is going to struggle, especially with AD and 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 Dennis out. Those are right. two of our three best offensive players. So yeah, LeBron's playing one on five tonight. Yeah, you know, LeBron's playing great. Um, offense is going to come and go, but you got to play consistent defense. I think you got to play consistent defense, and um, and we didn't do it today. So you know it, it bit us so we'll learn from it they'll come out ready to play and that's 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 probably a good thing let those guys know let tht know hey you're not the you're not the man you got to go to work you got to play harder you got to be pay attention to detail to be a champion he, he needs to balance his game he needs to focus on his three-point shot because people are, people are playing win. him now for that drive yeah, everybody's waiting on for that drive to the hoop and it's yep. a lot harder to do that when they're well, doing This is that. something I told you about. I mean, I still love the kid, but yeah. we're going to have games like this yeah, where he's going to look minute. like he's 20. <laughs> and where it's games where he's going to look like he's a, he's in his prime. But that shot has to be there unless, it, like you said, they're just going to pack be, it It can in. be there. He's still shooting 90% from the free throw line. So oh, no, I'm just saying the three-point shooter has to become consistent because they're just going to go ahead and back up and just play for the drive each and every time out. You yep. just got to be able to sell yourself down and take that open three when you got it. Nobody on this team is willing or confident enough to take the open three right now. Yeah. And then, like you said, they don't run plays. You, you got to get twin a couple threes. That's, I mean, pretty much that's the only thing he brings to the table is, is this three yeah. point shooting. So, yeah. So and he, and he missed his first two, too. Just yeah, like, get him, get him. Just like West did. West had a horrible game. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it, it's it's just like Caruso. Caruso can make some great plays, but Caruso's in a game like you said, Lee. In a game like this, Caruso's not going to be a difference maker because he makes the good plays that hold together the good strings and runs that you make, and 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 defensive plays. But he's not a guy who's can produce to bring you back. He's not yeah. a come from behind player. Yeah, maybe this is a Quinn Cook game. Throw him out there twenty some minutes. He's a good three point yeah. shooter. Maybe I mean, well, he did uh, actually. Frank Vogel did that. He brought him out in the second quarter, if yeah, I remember correctly. Very short leash with him, I thought. Yeah, right. that's true. I think he made a hoop, and you know, he kind of snatched him out. Well, listen, they they came out they came out red hot from three, and that's what happens when somebody's red hot from three, and you're cold as ice. Yeah, that's true. But guys, there's still a lot of issues that they need to take care of. And hopefully they'll get at least some of this taken care of. And Dennis Schroeder will be back by Saturday. Against that is team. scary, though. I mean, I, I hope he's an isolated case and he doesn't. I, I hope so, too, because, you know, ABC is just like this right now because that's the next game is on ABC against the Heat. Yeah. So there could be some scrambling if the Lakers well, are. That he had contact with somebody outside of the team that yeah. you know so that he's an isolated case that they keep him away from the team as opposed to you know and the thing about it is you just don't know with covid because we had a How game isolation supposed to be 
I think yeah. it's up to t- is it Ed, ten days, if I'm not mistaken. No, I, I don't see that ten day thing being held on because I see guys all but the I time. But I thought that was the original. I thought it was originally, originally it was that guys were out for ten days, but now I see guys coming back after two or three yeah. days. And I they guess have it's a, because so they can many, test X, them. X amount of negative tests. I think that's what yeah. they did. Yeah. So two negative tests or something. So anyway, I hope I hope Dennis is okay. He was that's playing so problem. well, working on his extension. <laughs> Yes, we could have used him tonight. Yeah, I was looking forward to him matching up against Kyrie some, so that was a little disappointing. Not to, yeah, I think he would have. I think he would have torched Kyrie on defense. Yeah, well, you know, he would have taken up the challenge, but again, you know, it wasn't meant to be this time around. But the Lakers hopefully will have that long memory when they head over to Brooklyn, hopefully later this year, depending on when the schedule lies. But speaking of the schedule, it is Miami on Saturday, tentatively scheduled right now We're home game? Our fingers crossed. it is a home game At now if, yeah well it's because of, it's again saturday on for the east coast ah, okay yeah it's one of those saturday funky games that abc wants to put on prime time because they don't really have anything else good, right they can come back then <laughs> yeah well you know you got to throw the commercials on something might as well be on a lakers game yep. but i will say this before we leave it's been great talking to you guys but before we head out i want you to go ahead and Tell everybody what you guys are up to for Lakerholics.com. Again, we will be back on Saturday after the Miami Heat game. Hopefully, it will not be four straight losses at the Staples Center because I have a feeling if, you know, if uh, tomorrow night, if both Kawhi and Paul George are still out, Utah is going to have another easy game. So that that would be bad if the you know the Staples Center hosted four straight losses. I saw them play the Bucks. I watched that game. That was the first time I've seen them this season. They're very good. They and look good. I know. I know you were undercutting them earlier. Yeah. You weren't taking them seriously. You need no, to take. I, them I have a lot more respect for him after watching Clarkson tear tear the Bucks apart. And uh, yeah, he's having a career year. Six boy, he man having, year. He's having a great year. And Joe Inglis is play. Uh, Joe Inglis is playing just terrifically and Rudy Gobert's kind of kind of I say living up to that contract extension yeah yeah so. I saw where I saw where our friend Hollinger basically was saying the best player and the best team and they rank him seventh <laughs> yeah well yeah that's that's John Hollinger but before we head on out Lee Rob it's been a pleasure having you here Laker Tom as well but before we head on out what are you what you got going on we be back on Saturday and we want to hear your thoughts on what you're doing at Lakerholics.com Oh, me, I'll be reading Tom's stories and, and posting uh, comments on it and uh, I think trolling I'm him, do, I hope. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, trying to keep him in line a little bit. Now, I do a few little articles myself on uh, on Laker history, on significant anniversaries and things like that. So we'll see what's coming up in the next week. Hopefully, we, this will be far in the history, Banks, so that we can just go ahead and forget this about this and Laker history. But definitely look forward to lee rob anytime he makes a contribution to lakerholics.com but it wouldn't be a lakers fast break and a laker laker game wrap-up without laker tom telling us what he's working on at lakerholics.com now as i said earlier my my focus lately has been on the three-point differential um i'm actually calculating the three-point differential for all of the teams in the league um, and seeing where the lakers stand on that uh, like i said i just finished with the defensive part and the Lakers are top five in all of the three three-point defensive categories. They may go down a little bit after tonight, though. 
But offensively, uh, that that's the problem that they just aren't even making enough threes to cover their number three ranked defense against threes. So that that puts you in a hole, and it and it really just points out to me that it's one thing to embrace the reality that the three point shot is now becoming, especially this year. There's a great article in the Ringer on this point that the three point shot is finally gotten around the corner where you can't ignore it on offense or defense anymore. And the teams that ignore it on offense or ignore it on defense, basically, and end up with a negative three point potential differential are paying the price. Now there was this article on the ringer had a great study of the times when teams would shoot over, would make over 20 threes versus the times when they'd make less than five threes. And it's pretty amazing how those games are like 95%, 95% of the time when you do one of those two things, you win or lose. So it'll, it'll be an interesting thing. I'll, I'll have the article out probably sometime tomorrow and it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I haven't finished the calculations. I want to see where the Lakers end up among the 30 teams when it comes down to the differential, because their differentials uh, right now before this game was minus 1.2 threes per game. So That'll be, uh, I think that that's the key to anything that the Lakers do before. Um, we, we probably can't make any trades until March, until February 24th is the first day that we'll have enough. February 24th is the yeah. first day that the average prorated salary for a minimum player now gets low enough that we can squeeze them in underneath the hard cap. Yes. And then early the first few days of March is the first time that some of the players that we signed this year uh, or signed to extensions like KCP and, and Kuzma, despite his poison pill and, and uh, Harrell and, and Schroeder can be traded at all. Um, and then we've got the other thing that Schroeder's eligible for a, a two or $3 million raise in an extension. And that, you know, that may be something that we'll be looking at doing too. So there's a, it's going to be, you know, we're, we've got, another couple of weeks before the Lakers could even do anything before they could even sign, you know, another week before they can sign somebody is just a minimum player. Another three weeks, maybe before they can actually make a trade with any of the players that they signed this summer. So what we've got is what you're going to see on the court for the next few games. And that means that the coaching staff has got to straighten these things out. Um, let's hope that Dennis is, uh, is going to test positive or test negative a couple of times quickly and, and be able to, you know, get back out there in the court. We definitely need him. I was disappointed in the game tonight. Um, I was mostly angry at the way the Nets, I felt disrespected the Lakers, but usually I find that when you do that to LeBron James, you'll end up paying a price down the road. So we'll see what happens. We'll um, see what happens indeed. But Lee Rob, Laker Tom, it's been great having you here. Always a pleasure to have Lee Rob. Laker Tom, <laughs> I guess it's okay to have him here every once in a while, but I have a feeling he's going to be here on Saturday after the funky time for us here out on the West Coast, 5.30 game that's going to end up being on Saturday. But you know what? Please check it out. It is going to be on ABC. We hope, we hope that, you know, this health and safety protocol only stays with Dennis Schroeder and that he comes back very soon. 
but we'll see what happens. You know, we've seen this go one way or the other when it concerns that. But stay tuned to us at Lakerholics on Facebook and then also as well, Lakerholics.com, where we send you all the latest news and information on the Lakers. And we will be back here on Saturday after the game against Miami right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.